Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, as you came into Jerusalem that day, humbly but also powerfully, we ask now that you would come this day into our hearts, into our lives, into St. James Church, into our families, and come humbly, but yes, come powerfully, Lord Jesus, by the word. We give you thanks for that and pray in your name. Amen. It was a triumphal entry. It was a triumphal entry. All of his disciples, all of the crowd that were following Jesus were shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What amazing words, waving those palms. And we just experienced one little bit of that. I can't imagine what it was like this morning on the Mount of Olives as thousands of pilgrims walked down the Mount of Olives, across the Kidron Valley, up to Jerusalem to reenact, to relive, to remember this triumphal entry. At the same time, we understand that it was a triumph of a different kind. A triumph of a different kind. Because we are so loved to hear the words of blessing about Jesus and his, what his apostles and disciples were crying to him, we also often miss that the parade, as we demonstrated this morning, was for the Lamb. The Passover Lamb, which was to be taken up to the Triple Mount to be inspected. In Matthew 21, 11, we read this. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus, who is from Nazareth. So we hear then that the people were gathered for the Lamb. They were gathered for the Passover. They weren't gathered for this Messiah, supposed, riding on a donkey at the back of the procession. Who is this, they said. Jesus came to show them who he was as he came into Passover week. Jesus came to cleanse, to claim, and to consecrate. To cleanse, to claim, and to consecrate. First he came to cleanse the temple. It's one of our favorite stories, isn't it? He came to cleanse the temple. It's, the scripture tells us Luke chapter 19. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling, saying to them, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Jesus came in, turning over tables, kicking out bankers, you know, telling people what they had done. That's our kind of Messiah, isn't it? That's our kind of Messiah. Coming in saying, okay, it's going to be this way. Here's a new sheriff in town. But it wasn't that way, folks. It wasn't that way. That's we love to hear the story and think of it that way. But then we read a little further. Mark 11, verse 11, tells us that it this way. Jesus came to cleanse the temple. He came and he entered Jerusalem. And he went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. So you see, he came in. He entered in all that procession, all that fanfare. He looked and he saw he didn't do anything. He didn't react. It wasn't a fit of rage. It wasn't even an act of righteous anger. He saw what was going on and then he left. He went back out across the Mount of Olives to Bethany, to the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, and he prayed. The next morning he went in and kicked the bankers out. So you see, it wasn't an act, a fit of rage. It was an act of prayer. It's an act of prayer. So he wasn't angry, but he was upset. He wasn't angry, but he was upset. And so therefore, it was a different kind of triumph. Jesus came to cleanse the temple. <clears throat> Jesus also came, came to cleanse his people. 
you and me. First John chapter 1 verse 9 tells us this way. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This wasn't going to happen because someone found the right rabbi. This wasn't going to happen because they found and inspected that pass of a lamb and that lamb was perfect. It wasn't going to happen just because they said the right things or prayed the right psalms or in the right place at the right time. It was going to happen because of what Jesus Christ himself was going to do later that week. It was going to be a time of confession. If you confess your sins, then God is faithful and just. He only asks of us one thing, honesty. And then he forgives us and he cleanses us. The meeting of Jesus' sacrifice and our willingness, our honesty, cleanses his people. The letter of the Hebrews tells it to us this way. Now we have the confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. Jesus came to cleanse the temple, and he came to cleanse his people. Jesus also came to claim. He came to claim his throne. He came that week to claim his throne. Luke 19, that story of telling of the donkey, and they brought Jesus and they brought the donkey to Jesus, throwing their, their cloaks on the colt. They sat on it, and as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road, and the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. Now here is the king. Here is relief. Here is the man who can claim the throne. Here is the one who can set them free. Here is the one who can set us free. And yet, where was his throne? Where was his throne? He came to claim that throne. The problem is, he didn't fight back. He allowed himself to be arrested. He allowed himself to be tried. He allowed himself to be scourged and then hung on a cross. He didn't fight back. He allowed them to convict an innocent man. And then above his head on Friday, they hung that ironic sign, a sign so dripping with irony that they didn't even know it said this, this is the king of the Jews. They didn't even know what they were saying. They were making fun of him. But in fact, here he was, the king. And here he was claiming his throne and the cross, brothers and sisters, is his throne. It's a triumph in a different kind of way. It's not a triumph of victory because of might or power. It's a triumph of sacrifice and willingness to submit and surrender. The cross was his throne. That's where we see our king. He came to claim his throne. And this, brothers and sisters, was a different kind of triumph. And he came to claim his kingdom. He came to claim his kingdom because he was the king of his kingdom. And then we ask, where was his kingdom? Where is his kingdom today? Well, his kingdom is your heart. Yes, he's the king of all creation. He's the word of creation. He was before there was and will be after there is. At the same time, he came to claim his kingdom, which is in your heart. Because by the sacrifice of him on the cross, didn't that win your heart? Don't you see that when you recognize he did it for you, he surrendered all of that for you, doesn't that win your heart? The cross was his throne, and the kingdom is inside of us. But then it might burst forth into the rest of this world. Jesus came to claim his throne. He came to claim his, his, his kingdom. He also claimed to consecrate. 
He came to consecrate, to claim, to cleanse, to claim, and to consecrate. He came to consecrate first himself. Luke chapter 22, at the Last Supper, it says then he took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it, gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant of my blood. Jesus come to con came to consecrate himself. He transformed the Passover meal, the Seder, into the Holy Eucharist. He transformed it when he said, Now, this bread and this wine is me, and I'm going to be it. And so he transformed it, he sacrificed it, he consecrated it. We all know what consecration means. It means to set something aside for holy use. Now, Jesus himself set himself aside for God's use and for you and me. He came to consecrate himself for us. And then he came to consecrate his people. Do you listen carefully? This morning when we pray the prayer of thanksgiving, we pray the great prayer of consecration, do you listen? There's also a prayer for you. Let me remind you. The prayer says this. This is right one now. I sanctify them, that's the bread and the wine, sanctify them by your Holy Spirit be, to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in Him. Sanctify, consecrate us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament. The prayer is to consecrate you and me. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? You can't come to this altar to receive bread and wine Jesus himself set aside until you are willing to be set aside yourself for his use, to be consecrated. Jesus came to cleanse. He came to claim, but he also came to consecrate. To consecrate you and me, all that we are. So many years ago, there was a time that I was struggling with a problem that I had with my ego, and I was saying, dear God, crucify my ego, crucify my ego. And God spoke clearly after many days and said this, I didn't give it to you to kill it. I gave it to you to consecrate it for my use. Will you allow God to consecrate you for his use? Jesus Christ came in this past week to do that. And it was all his week of victory. It was week of triumph. But it was a triumph of a different kind. A triumph of a different kind. It wasn't through power and might. It was through sacrifice. Through submission. Through willingness to love. That love would be more powerful than all. To win you and me to him. And then the rest of the world to follow. There's a key. There's a key to that different kind of sacrifice. It's in many places, but I like it best in Luke chapter 22, in the garden. We'll hear that Thursday night, in the garden, the garden of Gethsemane, when he comes and kneels to pray, and he prays a prayer that's touched my life so many times, I hope it's touched yours. He said this, Father, let this cup pass from me. He didn't want to do this. Would you? He's expressing his humanity. He carried everything that we would have been concerned about, everything we are, to the cross. He said, I don't want to do this. Let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but your will be done. That's the key. That's the key. If he's claimed you, if he's consecrated you, if he's cleansed you, then let him claim you, his will, God's will for you, through you, for your family, for your parents, for your life, for those who work around you, for this church. For this needy world. This was a different kind of, of a different kind of triumph, brothers and sisters. It was a different kind of triumph, but it is a, an, an eternal triumph. It is the one that gives us hope in the midst of death. It's the one that gives us life in the midst of loss. 
It's the one that gives us glory in the midst of tragedy. Jesus came to claim, to consecrate, and he came to cleanse. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the high. Well, let's do it together. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the high. Thanks be to God. Amen.